Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 87 of the Generation New Podcast. Where we tell you how to make drinks that you like and hate. Yes, where the, where the points okay. don't matter. That's where we are. Oh, I wish that show would come back. We'll do it live. It, it did come do back. It. It's still back. Is it still back? Yeah, they had like a they had another season. Ah, right, good. That's what, uh, that's fine. They only do like thirteen episodes a season now. Oh, do like two episodes every night, something like that. That's what, who's lying. Who's lying is anyway, people. Anyways, this is eighty-seven of the Generation Gaming Podcast. I'm your host Tyler. Uh, that man who interrupted me is Jake, the interrupting cow. Anyways, and then <laughs> the other host on the show is Jack. Hey, Hello. everybody, how's it going? How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I got back from a trip to, uh, what was it, of Port Townsend, Washington, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like a couple days ago. Had a gig there with a jazz ensemble. Had a fun time. Stayed at this particular, like, uh, or actually performed this particular, like, bar restaurant. It was just really hilarious, just, like, uh, not only, like, because... The whole setting in general, it was just really dark, the inside of the thing, because obviously it's a bar, right? So, things are dark, the sound equipment crew is all setting their stuff up. Basically, we did a good job and stuff, but what's kind of hilarious is just going... (laughs) is just, like, going around, like, uh, looking at the facilities of the bathroom itself. It was just really hilarious, because a lot of the modeling seemed like from the 1970s. Because the interior decorating design just really gave it away. I walked into the bathroom. I see hanging on the wall like a bunch of like uh, old like burlesque like uh, pictures or something like that of certain women. Barry, Betty White. Like one of them was like from the 1940s. It kind of <laughs> looked like well, it wasn't Betty White. You had hilarious. You had Golden Thank Girls. Thank you for being a hilarious. fan. Just the whole all the Golden Girls on the car, on the on the bathroom wall. Yeah. <laughs> So let me give you a description about this bathroom. So we have those in the wall, like Ooh. really provocative, you know, like topless women. Nothing like really like, uh, nothing like showing nudity or anything else like that. But we have a urinal that's like completely covered in, in saran semen. wrap. So basically, if anybody would want to <laughs> But what's hilarious about it, man, it's like the bathroom has a fucking urinal. There's nothing like covering from, uh... You having to go to the bathroom or something like that. It's like a trough it's not or whatever. There's no dividers. It's like there's a yeah. urinal and then there's a toilet. <laughs> but uh, I look down on the floor and instead of like the initial tiling stuff that you would generally see, it's just nothing but pennies. Like actual legitimate pennies. Like someone like went like penny by penny just went and just glued it onto the floor, which was really kind of gross too. Because another thing that gave it away, like how. Uh, how old this bathroom was is I saw the textures of some of the pennies that were right were by the clean. urinal, and a lot of these older pennies and stuff, like from the seventies. <laughs> a lot of those. <laughs> For those that don't know and stuff, I actually did a lot of like chemistry stuff, nice. like uh, for part in college. And one of the things you learn about is like uh, how certain pennies from nineteen seventies and stuff they change color if exposed to like certain like, uh, temperatures or certain, like, things. And, uh, basically the area, like, in the urinal was just, like, pitch black. <laughs> like, gray pitch black. It was the grossest shit I have ever seen. 
<laughs> and I actually uploaded a bunch of, like, fun... I didn't actually take a picture of, like, any of the toilets or anything like that. The toilets actually looked halfway decent, mind you. It wasn't, like, terrible, terrible. <laughs> there wasn't, like, rats jumping out anywhere. But, uh... Let's see. There was the bathroom, and then there was the back of the bar itself, where we went into this employees-only part because we had to try to perform... We had to try to practice some of our songs. Well, that, and we had to try to stop from, like, uh... People were coming in and out and stuff to the back mm. just to try to, you know, the, the workers there are trying to get people served, trying to change out their equipment and stuff. And we go into this employee's only area, and it looks like something from a fucking horror film from, like, or even from some, like, Outlast. It's all pitch black, right? You have all these, like, instruments and stuff. Things are dirty. Things are looking like, oh, is Jason Voorhees going to pop out any moment here with his cleaver? It's like... It was just like one of those things, you know. I was kind of afraid to just go near a freezer, you know, because what would happen if I just <laughs> opened some and all of a sudden, ha ha! You know? So what was on your what was on your writer list but, for the green uh, room? It... What was on your writer list for the green room? <laughs> what was that? Well, there was no green room at all. It was just basically practice there, and then just like sit at the tables near next to the, near the yeah. near the front and stuff with the microphones. So basically, we go to perform, right? And uh, we were constantly having mic troubles because we had a band with us, and the sound mixer who was like doing the, a lot of the adjustments, he basically altered it in the way where the band sounded like almost like louder than the actual people singing. And so there were a mixture of people who were just going out of tune at certain places in some songs because they couldn't <laughs> hear themselves. <laughs> but like I said, the performance. The performance as a whole wasn't bad. It's just we really got off track for some pieces because of the sound equipment, the band was too loud in certain aspects. I mean, the drum set was, like, right behind us, too. It, it was that crowded. But uh, other than that, though, I went to a couple of shops. One of my friends, like, went inside this uh, this olive oil place, right? There's this legitimate shop in Port Townsend where they have these, like, separate what? tasting bars for olive oil. So we're talking about certain things like what? Yeah, there's a taste of olive oil. There's so many I know, there's so many different like flavors, textures and stuff. It, it basically just seems like some sort of like recreational like some like activity or somewhere uh or like some sort of ch- <laughs> I don't mean to stereotype this. I'm going stereotype to stereotype this at all though, but uh it looks like some sort of gardening stuff, like some chicks would just go into and stuff. But my my friend, man, he was like really into it. It's like, like you know, oh, he he <laughs> went somewhere that I didn't expect beautiful. him to go to. Like I figured he was going to make fun of the Italians or something. No, he went with women. Yeah, <laughs> God. Oh. Like I said, I have no, I have nothing against women whatsoever or their hobbies or activities. But I'm just saying, though, I would just normally expect that from like. Uh, you well, do know that, that uh, there are, are like shops like that, and there are also shops that just dedicated to nothing but hot sauce. Really? Yeah. These are things. Yeah, man. Oh, there's a, the there's a shop in the mall that me and one of my buddies went to, and uh, this is far from gaming, but we went to the mall. It's like it was like the Scovell rating, which is know. apparently how you measure hot sauce hotness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes mm-hmm. like from like as you walk in the jalapeno stuff is right there on the corner as you walk in and you go all the way down oh. you get like Viper, Megadeth, Sharknado shit like that <laughs> Ghost Chili Go- the yeah, ghost there's, chili? there's yeah, Ghost Pepper's the hottest one <laughs> yeah there's Ghost and uh, like 
he's dumb. He doesn't know any of this. Like, <laughs> he picked up, like, the ghost thing. is locked in a box so kids can't grab it and break it. Because mm-hmm. they... That's happened. Oh, that the oh customer uh, service lady there's like, please don't touch that. Uh, don't drop it. Don't do anything. If you need anything, mm-hmm. let me grab it for you. And it's like, wow, I never <laughs> felt like a fucking child my entire life. <laughs> and then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, madam, you know what's kind of funny? Like during this whole like tasting, like uh, all of all tasting bar stuff. I was just getting kind of, like, uh, concerned, though, because we were there, like, almost for, like, a freaking hour. It's, like, him, myself, and, like, the girls and stuff, one of the girls we were with. And, uh, basically, we we went there, like, about three separate times, right? And we're just, like, taking bits of the bread and stuff, <laughs> dipping it inside the freaking olive oil, tasting this and stuff. Thinking, oh, man, they're gonna kick us out sooner or later. Oh, <laughs> it's, like, oh, man, it just got so fucking hilarious that way. Uh, there were some other like specialty shops too. Like we I uploaded a lot of the pictures to like uh, Facebook as well. So if say anybody who follows our like Facebook group page or something like that, if you go on to like, I'll probably share some of this with our Facebook profile too. But uh, just the thing, there was just so many funny like nonchalant like different uh, products too. Like there's a like a hand soap thing which I did yes. tag both of you guys in because I thought that was fucking hysterical. Where they're selling a like a hand soap and stuff it's like maybe you have touched your genitals. <laughs> That's too funny. I got a nice kick out of that one. Well, anyway, that that was pretty much me in a nutshell and stuff like that. Okay. You guys take care of what you're gonna do. All right. Time. Well, Jack is gonna go beat his dog. Um, that's not a masturbation joke, by the way. Um, what's up with Jake? What's uh, let's have a discussion. Well, actually, what's we'll, we'll we'll table the discussion you want to have. First, let's talk about Dying Light. We'll wait till Jack gets back for the, the, the second part. Well, uh, recently just... Like, last week I was playing Dying Light, and uh, I've talked about the parkour elements, how that's fun. Kind of annoying when you get the grappling hook, which I didn't get to in last week. That thing can help you, or it can fuck your world up. Like, it's... There's no... It's like, it's really helpful, or it's just gonna kill you. You... I, if you when you're parkouring, you you actually have to grab onto the ledge using your right bumper or R1. Well, when you have a grappling hook, it does it for you. Like you, it automatically lifts you up on the edge. So you can use the grappling hook to go probably 15 stories up. But if it does not decide, if it decides that it doesn't want to auto grab, you're following those 15 stories back down. Mm-hmm. I've heard about that. That's like it doesn't like auto grab. Like it's not like a Far Cry or like a Zelda. It's just... Oh, it'll auto grab, but it's picky when it wants mm. to auto grab. And uh, that's kind of annoying me. But I did just beat it, and I would give it if I did give it a rating scale, I'll probably give it a solid eight out of ten. Okay. Uh, the gameplay's fun. Uh, killing the melee system's great. What I don't like is that. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but the main bad guy, you have to encounter him, like, you know, on the Saras. Well, the entire rest of the game, you can play in co-op, but it specifically takes you out of the co-op experience for this one mission. And it's kind of shitty, but, and I can see why they did it, just go and play it. They made it as hard as fucking possible to play by yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you had multiple people, it wouldn't be nowhere near as challenging. 
Which I, it would, kind of would be because you had like jump on pops and shit and running from the viral super virals. What, so it was basically designed for one player though? Like uh, the final mission is the rest of the game can be played in co-op which is how yeah. I played it. And if you're playing that entire game single player you're probably not going to have as much fun as I did. Yeah. Because I was playing with a constant two or three people. And having someone join your freaking game as a super zombie is frustrating as hell. Because you can actually join, like, someone can, if you have full amount of people, someone can actually join into your game, specifically designed just to fuck, just fuck with you. Huh. Almost like a Dark Souls kind of thing with people can just come in and troll you. Kinda, but consider it more on the lines of, uh... God, what's a game called? Left for Deadfield, because you're oh, okay. you're killing all these little zombies like no problem. You have to go wipe out this. You have to wipe out these hives, and uh, which probably most equipped to uh, brooding chambers if you play Dragon Age, where mm-hmm. there's creatures that look like fucking zombies but somehow are melted into the ground. But you have to kill them, destroy all them, while this fucking super infected is hunting you. He, You can't see him until he is basically attacking someone or right in your face. Because oh, the game good. takes place at pitch black night. Like, when the super comes, super zombie inf- joins your game, the game goes straight to darkness. Pitch black, there's no in-between. And... You basically run or die because the zombie has the zombie has to kill you. Uh, I think twenty times. It's between oh, shit. yeah, it's between uh, the ten to twenty range. So you have to take out these five hive mod areas, and then you have to go. Then, like I think you killed the even if you killed the zombie, he just respawns and. And you do too until all your lives are gone. Then the zombie, if the you, if you lose your all your lives, uh, before you've destroyed the hob mod, zombie wins. That sounds horrible. It is kind of it's specifically designed for trolls. Yeah. And it's like I've had guys like, all right, he's on on a friends list. He's in my clan. It's like, all right, you're just being a troll now. It's like, yeah. And you know, the thing is though, like. For the ex- uh, experienced infector, infected, like it gets harder to kill. Like as the zombie levels up, it like it gets harder to kill, and it's like you can level up. You keep your level no matter how many times you play. Like it's kind of like the main. It's kind of like the characters. Like the zombies levels. Like however much you leveled up that zombie, you can come in to. Uh, level 15 uh, there's a level 1 zombie in level 15 area fuck people up get up to level 5 which if level 3 level 15 uh, hunters can't kill that zombie uh, kill that level 1 zombie that means level 5 is just going to be ridiculous even more ridiculous yeah it's like overall besides that little mode the outside of the game, play it at least once, because it, it's like Dead Island, and I'm vamping for Jack to come back. 
Yeah. But it's like Dead Island, but better, and there is no driving, which is kind of good and depressing at the same time, because the map is pretty big, and you're having to walk everywhere. Well, is it, it's, well, it's designed for parkour, isn't it, essentially? It's parkour and grappling hook, but it also yeah. kind of annoys me when they take the grappling hook away from me because they're, quote, exhausted, end quote. Oh. When uh, you can do all your other moves, except for the one that allows you to get places faster. So you basically have, like, an energy bar kind of thing? Not, for like, not for you, like, melee. You do have a stamina bar, but that's when you use yeah. melee and sprinting. You uh-huh. can sprint uh, for... Quite a bit. Like it takes you a while for you to run out of stamina when you're sprinting, but when you're doing your heavy melee attacks or just consecutive quick melees, you run out pretty fast. Oh, okay. And uh, your grappling hook has a recharge on it. Like you can fire it twice before you have to recharge. Wait for it to come back. And then, but go ahead. Don't they have like a, they have like a skill tree? Don't they? So like yeah, there's four skill. Three skill trees, Survivor, Agility, and Power. Okay. Agility is parkour, health, and all that other stuff. Survivor rank is basically all the abilities that you unlock to do stuff. Okay. Like, I think Grappling Hook is in Power, or, uh-huh. or Survivor. And then uh, Power has your strength, uh, your special moves, that, more special moves that you can do. Like, if you have a two-handed weapon, you can ground pound with it. Kind of like Iron Man, but All right. there's God. What was it? What was it saying? Like, oh, when you're running out of, uh, when you're running out of freaking, or you're exhausted, but you can use every other ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, just saying, fuck you. No, you can't. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> like you're 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 playing this uh, parkour style or not at all. Okay. Also, one last thing: guns in that game suck balls. Yeah, so it's like all the other Dead Island games where it's just, it's not meant to be a shooter. Yeah, it's like, I kept the gun in my inventory with guns. There's certain tier guns, like typical RPGs, uh, white, blue, green, and uh, orange, and purple. Well, the guns all stay the same, no matter what. Even if you're buying a gold tier weapon, a purple tier weapon, Mm -hmm. it'll be the same as a blue gun, which... It's kind of ridiculous, because every other weapon increases damage. Yeah. Can you upgrade the weapons? You can upgrade weapons. You can uh, do the Dead Island approach, where you can uh, put a blowtorch on a, on a bastard sword, which is a long sword. Hmm. Uh, you can put a battery on your scythe and make it have electric damage. <laughs> Overall, it's like... It's a fun game. I would, like I said earlier, Jack went here. I would recommend playing. I'd give it an 8 out of 10 if there was a rating system we had. Okay. But uh, now now that we have uh, filibustered until Jack got back, let's discuss uh-huh. the other thing that Jake wanted to, to talk about with us. Okay. Well, if you've uh, been listening to the podcast... And wait, course, wait, well, let me scoot up a little bit. Okay. If you've been listening to the podcast, and of course you should be, like, you know that I hate the Wii U. <laughs> but, uh, for the past week, I've been looking, I was like, seeing what type of bundles they were. Like, there's, uh, um, the only thing I've really come across was the th- Super Mario 3- 3D World with Nintendo Land. Yep. 
Like mm-hmm. I looked online, I looked for Mario Kart Eight bundle. It was four hundred dollars. Yeah, those things are gone. Yeah, it's like I saw. I was looking for the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. That's that a good deal. That was mm-hmm. five hundred. Yep. Oh my uh, god! So it's like everywhere, it's like just had this. I was even looking for the Super Mario U and Super Luigi U bundle. That's gone. Can't find mm-hmm. that either, right? So yep. it's just Nintendo Land, and it's like go everywhere. I went to Walmart, checked my store at Walmart, uh, checked Best Buy, checked GameStop. Well, I get back to Walmart, and I didn't buy it. Oh, <laughs> I bought a two hundred dollar two hundred dollar router. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love how Tyler did that entire that entire time. He's like so close to the camera, like his webcam's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, no, but yeah, like I was gonna buy. I was like, no, no, I, I'm gonna stick to my guns. Stay, staying away from it. Well, and, are you at least like uh, making good use of the router though? Is it that great? It's a great router, except for I'm in the worst fucking area in my house. <laughs> okay, well, there's a plane fire flying over my head, so obviously Jack Trenton's on his way. So <laughs> uh, that's a callback. <laughs> that's a throwback. Yeah. That's actually perfect time with that plane. <laughs> Thank you, oh. pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I was re- for those for those listening in and stuff. We got we kind of have a running gag or something on our on the Generation Gaming podcast where. Uh, Every time a plane flies by overhead, we imagine that it's just a Bill Trenton from Nintendo flying overhead, making sure that uh, if something bad Nintendo, like anything Nintendo-related has been said or <laughs> anything bad relating to it, we're thinking he's going to be coming to get us soon. Yeah, was already, I think it was over the summer. Like, I think it was uh, during every, Drunk Nerds. I can't remember. It was towards the yeah. end or the beginning of Generation, but yeah, like we had an episode where every time one of us did something bad about uh, Nintendo, a plane flew over my house. So, yeah. Not just your house, it flew over mine yeah. as well. <laughs> so it's the, like, it was just really random. Be sirens coming in from my area. It's like, oh, yeah. it's a big deal. Bastards. <laughs> they're everywhere. Nintendo's everywhere. Yeah, they're, they're coming to get you. Okay, well, I'm going to try to get over this, uh, my, my heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I, I put it there just to troll you. I'm sorry. You're a dick. I don't like you anymore. Are we? I don't like the podcast anymore. Um, <laughs> Obviously, no, you can't, you can't edit a show on time. I, oh. Wait, what? <laughs> Nothing, go. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alright, you can edit this week then. Uh, anyways, so let's move on to our, uh, well I guess, uh, Jack. Have you been playing anything this week, buddy? Yeah, I've actually been playing quite a bit. Okay. Like for example, I finished up Thomas Was Alone. Nice. I'm not too sure if I helped on that one last week, but uh, yeah, I did finish the game this like uh, this week. And let me tell you, though, I really liked the ending of it. It was just out of nowhere. It felt natural, and I really did like a lot of the new elements that presented itself towards the end of it. The game wasn't too long, though, but at the same time, it's like one of those games I'm probably going to go back to because it was just that engaging, you know? Mm-hmm. It just feels like very rarely nowadays where I play a game, especially released on the newer consoles, where I actually feel like I want to go back and play it after it's uh, initially over. Wasn't Thomas, <laughs> wasn't Thomas was alone on the PSP? No, I don't I think, think it was so. A, it's I... a cross-buy game. I know between PS3 and PS4. I'm not sure about PSP. Or PSV. 
Yeah, it's on a it's on a, it's on a multitude of platforms: PC, PS3, Vita, Wii U, exactly too. Um, but other than that, though, I just I thought a lot of the mechanics for the the various shapes and stuff worked really well. For being like a like a really rudimentary, like simple type of like puzzle like puzzle game itself, it was engaging enough to where it lured me in with the, the concept of like uh, the story that it presented. I never thought I would be really getting engaged in a story where like there's just a bunch of geometric figures and stuff like that on the screen and stuff like a tr- like uh, squares and like uh, rectangles and like you know little blocks here and there. But uh, other than that, I had been playing a bit of my 3DS. Let's see, I've been trying to play a little bit of Kirby's Dream Land too again, oh. which I really love that old game. It's it's not because of. Uh, necessarily how old it is or nostalgia's sake though, but I've been trying to get on a mission where I've been trying to get a lot of the rainbow drops in that game. Which when essentially rainbow drops are just these secret type of gems which are inside each world inside that game, which ultimately leads to the best ending to it. So once you collect them all you gotta defeat like uh the I guess like the the true ultimate boss and stuff after you defeat like uh D at the end and blah 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 and so on and so forth. But uh other than that, I did get in the mail, I think it was on, what was it, Tuesday, yes it was. I got the Majora's Mask remake. Yay! I love the way it is so far. And it's not because of the fact that I haven't played it since like 2003 fully, you know, a full playthrough. But it's just the fact they made some little changes that made the game a little bit more accessible in terms of uh, presenting easier ways to earn rupees like, easier ways in order to try to save up so you can get particular items early, so you don't have to just spend a multitude of hours just grinding, and then all of a sudden, you don't know where in the hell you're supposed to, what are you supposed to spend on first? Like, for instance, I started off the game, and immediately when I saw, when I saw the save statue, I I thought initially I had to strike it, because uh, in the old game, you struck the statue, and the wings would pop out, and then you would have to save, but uh, it just does it automatically. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's a that's that's an interesting change. Then what was really hilarious is I went to the West Clock Town section and I was looking for the banker because I had a lot of rupees and I was uh, trying to get the adult I wallet. Did the same thing. He was nowhere to be. He was nowhere to be found. And I'm thinking, where the hell was he? Where are you? All of a sudden, I go back to the safe statue. I look right behind. I'm like, oh, you gotta be yep. kidding me. I did the same thing. <laughs> uh, um, I also got a uh, Majora's Mask uh, 3DS. And uh, unlike uh, Jack, I really didn't give this game much of a chance. Like I, I tried starting it five, six times. But like I remember, I had the GameCube uh, Zelda Collector Edition thing, and I remember like little mm-hmm. bits and pieces about the game. I remember, I remember a lot because I spent a lot of time in the Clock Town. I remember I went to this. I spent fifteen minutes checking every store. I'm like, I know he was in West Clock Town. He's not. Where is he at? And then I end up just randomly finding him at the set. At the North uh, Clock Tower, right behind the uh, statue, or the Clock Tower. Okay, to give some of our listeners some perspective, the last time I had played through Majora's Mask was back at around it first released, which was like around, it was like 2000, but I did, like, uh, played it some more, like, I played it initially in 2001. I went through, I it took me a couple years, honestly, because... My freshman year of high school, I beat both Ocarina of Time and uh, Majora's Mask within the same month, you know, the final portions of those games. 
But with Majora's Mask, I got every single mask. I got almost all the Scotillas inside uh, the Great Bay, but I didn't. I only had like maybe one or two missing, and I didn't really feel like getting the the giant wallet. Yeah. So, I gotta tell you though, it's like uh, it just going back to this game like for so many years away from it. It just feels like a new experience, just with just little hints of like like memories here and there of when I used mm-hmm. to play it. It's just really fucking weird. I mean, really weird. <laughs> so, um, how far are you into the game right now? Well, let's see. I haven't really ventured into either of the temples yet, but uh, I've gotten four masks, which okay. obviously I got the Deku. I've got... Uh... The bunny Hood? No, I actually don't got the oh, Bunny okay. Hood yet. I got the Great Fairy Mask. I got Cafe's uh, Mask, and I believe Camaro. Okay. Yeah, Camaro's Mask. And what basically what the Camaro's mask is, it's really it's really creepy and weird. But there's this dude outside the Clock Town, this ghost of like a like a dancer that was uh, that like in in his prime and stuff like that. Like he died with the regret of uh, not uh, passing on his dance to others. Yep. And what's kind of fun about Majora's Mask is a lot of the side quests they're all tied together within this bomb journal. This, the bombers like journal and stuff like that which there's this group of kids that call themselves like uh what was it the bombers or yeah, something, something like that, like but uh within this little book and stuff every time you meet somebody or a new th- like a like say a new situation occurs it pops immediately on that journal so you know who what task is at hand what is supposedly rumored what you can do do this and do that so, with Kamaro's mask, what I had to do is I had to go to him, I played the Song of Healing, basically got his, uh, I transformed this ghost, I believe, into a mask, <laughs> and uh, there was these two girls called the Rosa Sisters, which are right in West Clocktown, where they are trying to figure out a good dance and stuff like that in order to perform at the festival, which is, a, like, obviously, like, toward through the final day of uh, the festival festivities so what you have to do you have to lock onto them with the z targeting i didn't know this at first but i target them with the z with the, the z targeting or l targeting as it's known right now <laughs> and i just press the b button with the mask on and, and what what plays what the cutscene that plays is just so fucking bizarre because you have link like right in front of these while these two dancers and stuff just like basically doing kamaro's dance and what what's kind of peculiar about it is it's like it cuts to like a scene or something like that where both girl dancers or something are on their hands and knees, like, looking at Link. It's like, oh, hey, you are our master. You know, it's like, whoa. I'm surprised I left that in. <laughs> but uh, it's just little it's just little hints of weirdness like that. It, it just kind of brings into perspective, like, how, like, I've missed playing Majora's Mask. But at the same time, I really love how the game is in general. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that. There's all sorts of randomness, though. But that's just, like one part of it. This is like the first couple hours, you know. I still got a whole slew that I can try to go t- go through. I have not even attempted to do other stuff in it. But uh, other than that, gaming-related-wise, I picked up Monster Hunter 4 today. I have not tried it yet. I probably will have some impression of it next week, but uh, yeah, I'm getting ready to go to Moscow, Idaho next week as well, so... Okay. Odds are, or something like that, I'll probably have some form of impressions, but... Not too sure. Okay. But anyway, that's about it for my game time. Okay. Um, So I'm going to kind of piggyback on what you were saying. Um, So like I said, I haven't played much. I didn't really give Majora's Mask. I started it so many times, 
and every time I never even finished the first temple, which I think is a, a I understand. Swamp. I understand where you're coming from. I needed a guide in yep. order to help me out. Yeah, because there... because I got this Prima guide too. Yeah, and that's kind of like I actually got the guide for free when I bought the uh, when I got my I got the new Nintendo 3DS as well. When I got when I picked that up, I got you. the guide for free, and I I will say I don't have it in front of me all the time, but at least the beginning. Like just trying to find and figure everything out, but like just going through this, just getting to the swamp uh, temple is a venture in itself. Just like find you, you gotta go, uh, you you gotta go to the swamp. You gotta talk to this old lady. You gotta um, go into this weird maze thing and follow a monkey. You gotta go talk. Do you find the old um, a witch? You gotta go back to this one uh, t- uh, shop, buy the certain potion, go back to her. Give her the potion, find her again, go through this whole thing on a, on a boat, uh, deal with all the. It's just crazy amount of stuff just to get to the temple. It's like three or four hours of stuff you have to do just to get to the temple, and then you get yeah, to the temple. you know, that really reminds me. Like uh, very few games seldomly do this nowadays, but what really reminds me, like a lot of the things you're just describing, a lot of the elements. How are you supposed to know? Mm-hmm. How are you supposed you know? in order for you to do some of these, like, tasks, unless you either have some sort of book in front of you or you're just, like, he'd, like have you know, try to piece together things yourself. Yeah. But a game it really reminds me of is Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, because yep. there's a lot of the same elements inside Majora's Mask as well. Obviously, there were descriptions, like, much more clear as opposed to that old NES game, but the concept kind of remains the same. You're going here, you have to use specific items right here or there, but yet... You know, if you didn't have that, uh, that uh, you know, that uh, Sheikah stone or something inside the yep. clock tower, you are not going to know where you're going to, where you need to perform certain tasks or complete certain missions unless yep. you find out secondhand from word of mouth or from an online source, you know? Yeah, like, as far as, like, that, like, the guys were very helpful for me as far as, like, getting to the next place as, like, mm. all right, I finished this part, now what the, what the hell am I supposed to do? They, they don't tell you what like do next. Excuse me. And you, I read the guy, I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta do this, 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 and I'll go there. But, like, as far as, like, once I'm in the temples, I'm not having any issues there. Uh, but, uh, like I said, I never, in my previous play- playthroughs, did, a, did the temple. Right now, I've actually finished the swamp and I finished the mountain. Um, nice. Yeah, so it's actually, a, for a Zelda game, It's I guess, it seems like it's pretty short. It, I mean, I'm thinking like eight hours in to it. I've, doing, I've been doing some side stuff. I'm not trying to do it all. Um, but I, it looks like it probably it might be a 15, 20 hour game, which is, you know, it's a long, it's a decent sized game, but short for a Zelda game. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, I do like the time stuff can be a bit much at times. I, I don't know how how much I like it. Um, I, at this point, if I was ranking Zelda games, it'd probably still be close to the bottom, which, I mean, it's not a bad thing, because Minish Caps are my least favorite Zelda game, and I still really enjoyed it. Um, but, no, I, so, kind of going back to what I said a little bit ago, I did get the new Nintendo 3DS, um, and the... So... The, the the C stick they added to it, which is you know the little right. Mm. I don't even want to call it analog. It's a nub. Yeah. Um, it, I'm I like everything else about it as far as like the the tra- the transferring the, the all the, the all the memory over and the, the licenses and everything like that. 
Easy. It's extremely easy. It took 20 minutes. No issues. I got all my yep. saved. Everything was fine. Um, the 3D element is great as far as the face tracking. There's like a, a split... So if I move it to the left a little bit, split second, like blur. And then it pops back and it catches you. Um, the only time I have issues is if I'm kind of at a weird angle with mm-hmm. it. If I'm all, like, if, like I have it like... You're like straight, and then I'm like kind of like look. I, I turn like kind of peek my head over to the left or right. I might have some issues there, um, but as far as everything goes that way, I, I'm really enjoying it. I just not. I I think the C stick is an improvement, but it's just like it's frustrating because it's there, it's a little rubber piece. There's no give to it. You can't even like it's not like an analog stick where you can you know you can obviously feel when you're moving up left right down all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this it's just there's no give to it, so you can't. Like you don't feel like you don't have that kind of like you do like when you're playing a, like a regular like dual analog game. You don't have right. like you don't get that sense of like something that you're okay. You're doing the right thing with this. It's like you're pushing up with all like all your might, and it's like the camera is kind of moving slow or it's not moving at all, and you don't know if like is it working or not. I can't tell. <laughs> um, so from, I mean, I don't regret my purchase of it, but that it's just a frustrating where it's. I think it's a, a improvement the C stick. But it's just like, I don't understand why they didn't give it a, a another analog button, you know, like an analog stick. Like just make a dual analog. But the nub is just it's pointless to me. It, as far as the mm. why I can't fathom why they thought it was a good idea to put that unless it was just dirt cheap compared to the other way. Well, you know what? I kind of you know, there's one thing that's really interesting about uh, Majora's Mask. Also, it ties into the whole analog things. It actually mm. goes out of its way to. Uh, Say you can use the Circle Pad Pro in this game. <laughs> yep, which is actually, I mean, that which is basically a dual analog stick. Yeah, which uh, uh, probably few people probably own, but still, yeah. it's it's really it's funny. Cheaper, uh, yeah, I mean, I, real quick though, it is it, if it is it is if you want if you feel you need that, it's only fifty bucks for this thing. I think or I'm seeing for about fifty bucks the Circle Pad Circle Pad Pro, which mm-hmm. is a cheaper than buying a whole new 3ds. So. And uh, you know, uh, micro SD stick, but no, I mean I'm enjoying. It. I, it was nice to want, I um I cause I'm, like I've said before I'm digital. I go digital with my 3ds. It took not even ten minutes to download Majora's mm-hmm. Mask, which is wow. awesome. Um, my 3ds has been pretty slow about downloading before, so like it took a couple hours to download like a Smash Brothers and um, the processing power must be pretty fast then. Yeah, it's really good. You, I, mean, I, I did go into some of my other games and jump into those. Super Smash Brothers. It still takes a little bit to um, to boot up Smash Brothers, but noticeably better as far as that goes. Um, I will say though, with Majora's Mask, I've had some issues with the camera, but I think it's more of a sixty-four game. But the, the mm-hmm. just like you said, the Z button, which is now the L button, um, that has been a great. Uh, I'm glad they kept that around because that helps us. It basically just like it quick turns like. It gives you a straight-on shot for wherever Link is looking. So, yep. I don't know. I, I really like that. I think that's a – like. but I don't know. I, I would say as far as the um, – if you're if you're looking at that new 3DS, I would say the only reason I would say getting it is if you plan on getting a lot of games in the next six months or so for the 3DS. Um, if you have just a regular 3DS and you want the, you want the XL, definitely grab it. Um, I think those are – reasons to consider but if you're fine with what you have if you're a casual 3ds player just stick with what you got like me um, yes like you like you, you know, <laughs> i mean Jake. you play you only you only play a couple games on a year um you're fine i mean but if you're a person that puts a lot of time into you know into your um your 3ds then or if you play a lot of games especially games that require like 
uh, more fast-paced games, um, like you know, like a Majora's Mask or games that just need, need like, like a, another analog stick. And this is the, then I would recommend it. Um, but going on, I'm gonna, I'll cover this one real quick. Um, just came out the other day. Pokemon Shuffle, which is a free-to-play game for the new uh, for the Nintendo 3DS. Curse you, Nintendo! Uh, yes. So, <laughs> um, it's like I said, it's free-to-play. Um, so they hook you right off the bat. Like I was hooked. They give everybody five that's, hearts. That's what free-to-play games are. Yep. Yes. So they're, it's got the Pokemon license in it. Which, yep. It's Candy so it Crush po- Pokemon version. Basically, it's what it is. It, oh that's God! Now I want to give it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's free to play. I would say try it. Um, it's fun. Where it's it's kind of a nice twist on the, the those. Can- it's a match three game where you have like a grid and it has um, you you can actually you you play Pokemon and you can um, depending on how you get X amount of turns. Like you have fifteen moves and you have yeah. to you know and every Pokemon you face has like a has a, like a power bar and you gotta um, knock down. You gotta empty the power bar and you have a chance to. Um, to catch it, depending on how many moves you have left, and depending on the Pokemon, what, what's up, Jake? Mm-hmm. Isn't this a 2015 version of Pokemon Puzzle Quest? Yes, it's actually kind of like, like that, the, isn't it? Yes, um, there's also like one for the Game Boy Color Puzzle as well. League. That's it, Puzzle League. Yes, um, but it's essentially that uh, where, but a little twist on it where that was more of just like a you know you go it's like it has like a weird like get all the badges and all that crap. Uh, this one is like the, every there's like you know uh, level one face this Pokemon and then you have a chance at catching him. What so say like the, like I think like level two you face Bulbasaur, level three is Squirtle, level four is Charmander, mm-hmm. the, the basics, and um, like level two you face I think it's Bulbasaur. Um, you, you you have your po- you use, everybody starts off with one Pokemon, and you have like five moves to uh, match these Pokemon up. And whatever Pokemon you have in your group, you can have up to four. Um, are on your grid, and you have to match, you know, at least three. Um, and if you like, say, I have you know Charmander in my group, and I'm facing Bulbasaur, he's a wild Pokemon. If I match three or four of his, it does more damage because he's weak. Bulbasaur is weak to fire types. Oh my! And God. Um, the more moves, that, so you have say ten moves. I beat him in three. I have seven moves. That adds uh, that raises the percentage chance of me catching that Pokemon. Um, but like I said, they give you five hearts right off the bat. One heart is one game. Each game can take you about a minute, maybe two minutes. Um, and then you can also there's ways you can unlock jewels, which you can use to buy more coins or buy more hearts. Uh, you can use coins like upgrades for like in your games where you get more, you can get more experience points. You get they'll add an extra five moves. Your attacks power goes up. Um, but oh, I mean, like I said, it's kind of fun. I think a lot of it has to do with just it's a different take on the match three format. And it's Pokemon, obviously, so that helps a lot. I have not spent any money on it, but I have put a couple hours into it. Um, the big thing I don't like about it is, like I said, you can have you can have up to five hearts and like built up, and it takes a half an hour to get one heart back. So you have to wait a half an hour to play one game. Oh man! Or brother, you can buy jewels, which you buy these jewels uh, with real money. Um, and you can use them to get more coins or more hearts and give like you can spend $45 or $50 and it will give you um, like 50 jewels and you can buy like um, 100 like I think it's like 78 hearts or you can you know or you know or 
12 you can spend 12 jewels to get 38 plays i haven't spent any money on it yet um i like i said i'm kind of enjoying it a little bit it's a fun little thing to do kills time um i i, I will say if i if, if i'm still playing this daily a week or two later i want i i can justify putting like five bucks into it i feel like deservedly so um but no it's try it out it's free it's pokemon um the pokemon thing just uh avoid the crack if you can um play, so far i'm play resisting. the crack game but avoid yeah. the crack yeah avoid the addiction <laughs> just do play it play the crack but it. avoid the addiction oh be a casual crack uh doer you know what oh they say God. if you use it a cup uh, every now and again it's okay yes <laughs> just don't do it daily which it's what i've been doing um but let's move on we have some topics to guys uh you guys to cover so We'll jump into them real quick. We have a couple that uh, we didn't talk about last week. We'll just jump into them real quick. But um, the first thing is, it's not confirmed, but it sounds like Nintendo and Netflix are in talks to do a live-action Zelda series on Netflix. Hmm. Uh, Jake? Huh? I'm iffy. I like the idea because Netflix is going with... the Taking a lot of Marvel properties like Daredevil, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Cage, and all yep. those others, um, it'd be interesting. Um, I wouldn't want this to be the first uh, Nintendo property to have some television show that isn't Super Mario Bros. the movie. Well, I mean, there was like a. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as live action, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, well, you can say the Super Mario Brothers TV show. It was part live action, part. Uh, cartoon, but yeah, this would be like the first all live action. Yep. Uh, anything for Nintendo. Um, Jack, I want to hear what you want to say before I jump in on this one. Well, you know what? At this point, you know, I'm not really too sure what to think about it right now. I mean, initially, I, I when I read the news, I was just thinking like, okay, how are they going to go ahead and stylize this game? I mean, the Zelda series is a bunch of different games, a bunch of different timelines. So the most, I'm not too sure where at they could possibly start with. I mean, are they going to start with just like the first? It would have to be dark anyway. Like, yeah, it would have to be like some sort of uh, like chronological thing, you know? Like say, maybe maybe they'll start with the first game or something, the NES series or something like that. It's it's just I'm just kind of wondering just what type of actors actors they would actually try to get for this. Would they actually try to do uh-huh. like various child actors? Would they? It just seems really really bizarre in a way. I mean I'm glad Nintendo's shelling off their properties and stuff to try to get their properties like more well known. I mean mm-hmm. that's always a good thing. I mean there's we even like heard talks about like uh, Sony and like talking with Nintendo about having like a Mario movie, which that still blows my fucking mind. Just thinking about yeah. it. But uh, and I definitely had to have John Lucasamo and <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Bob no. Hoskins is no longer alive, and neither is Dennis yeah. Hopper. So that there goes that theory yeah. out the window. But uh, uh, you know what? All I'm just saying is I'll just wait and see. I'm not gonna poo-poo anything. It's just I'm just really hesitant yeah. because there's been terrible adaptations of Nintendo products in the past. <laughs> um. Yeah, I agree. Like pretty much anything, like movie wise or television wise, like it's been it's been it's been kid friendly and corny and all that. And obviously, everybody knows Super Mario Brothers the movie. Um, Dancing go- and, Goombas. 
Eric <sighs> and <then> Yoshi <laughs> in that movie. God. Um, hey, but... boss, the Goombas are dancing again. <laughs> God damn it. I hate you so much right now, Jack. Um, I watched that when I was five, dude. It was, I can still remember the I lines I there. I was like 13. Oh, God. Um, the way I look at it, when I first heard the news, I think I was like, everybody else was like, ooh, really? Ugh, I don't know about that. But the more I think about it, and this is more um, best case scenario for me looking at this, um, is Nintendo doesn't meddle in it too much. Let them be a little dark. I'm not saying R rated or maybe not even PG 13. Make it a little dark PG. You know, like where if you've played Ocarina of Time, there are parts in that game where if you go to the future, this, there's entire villages that are destroyed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's still it's still mm. family. I mean, I'm not. You can keep it family friendly and kind of keep it. And, and kind of get the the more of the uh, more adults into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, I mean, everything that Netflix has done as far as television wise, I mean, are as um, their own content. Look at House Cards, um, Orange Is mm-hmm. New Black, uh, The Fall. Um, they've all, I mean, whether you like the, your own personal taste or not, they're all got a lot of critical acclaim to it. And I would say Nintendo, or not Nintendo, Netflix knows what they're doing with as far as. Their own with new with their own personal content. I would say Nintendo can have their say, like, hey, here's the like, give them the story and all the all their all that. That's fine, but let Netflix handle the the, the hiring and all that nonsense. But the way I see it working, there's there's a couple ways. Like, like there's a show called Atlantis on BBC, and it's a Greek mythology show. I could see them kind of going that. I mean, not so much Greek mythology, but it's a kind of a goofy like when you read Greek mythology like in high and like in middle school or high school it's just like it's a really goofy concept like there's all these monsters but oh, everyone's later, related to everyone everyone's everyone's father everyone's mother yeah there's all <laughs> these weird random creatures and everything and all, you know gods and goddesses but you watch like Atlantis I've only seen a few episodes of it but they do a pretty good job of like kind of bringing it to television or bringing it you know to live action. I could see if they did something kind of like that. I could see it, and like you know, you look at like all oh, like um, Ocarina of Time with Young Link and Old Link. I think of a show like Arrow, where um, it, it deals with uh, you know Arrow is based off the the, the comic book character Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, where if they said say they want to do like Ocarina of Time type of uh, based off that game, you could you know kind of steal that concept where it deals with like in the TV show he spends five years on a deserted island and it jumps back and forth between real time and what happened to him while he was on the island what turned him into some spoiled rich brat to the arrow mm-hmm. I can see him doing something like that with young Link and old Link or you can do every season you know every game is basically the same story but like you know different uh, different times you could yeah. every season just do American Horror Story type where every season it's the same characters like same actors but different you know it's a different it's a that's really how i would see that being portrayed as well i mean the the zelda series franchise is quintessentially just that you know it's the same character you're playing still as link and stuff you still have the same type of supporting characters as well but they're just like presented in a new story a new setting new type of like uh presentations and stuff to where that might actually work in that aspect yeah, you keep the same actors, but every every season, you know, do new setting. Like this time it's Ocarina of Time. Next time it's Majora's Mask. This time it's Skyward Sword. It's Wind Waker. You can do that. I mean, I'm not saying they will. I'm hoping they take one of these ideas and go with it. But 
it, it, I think it all depends on how much Nintendo decides to meddle with this and how, um, if how kitty they if they choose to be or not. No matter what they do, like it, when they, if they make this, there has to be an episode where Link walks into this pottery shop and just tears the entire thing to shreds. Yes, <laughs> breaks all of them, breaks every single pot, and then wa- and then just walks out. Yep. Picks up all the, yep. Like Grand Theft Auto style, breaks all the breaks all the pods, steals all the rupees and leaves. Link in the china shop. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. I'm just getting that picture in my head now. It's like Link just randomly comes in. Hey, sir, can I help get you something? Okay, just wait here a minute. I'll get those special bombs you made. All of a sudden, he just comes back and all these pots are destroyed or something like that. It's like, and what the hell happened in here? It's like, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, there's nothing. There was a random Poe that just came in here and just broke everything. Like, eh, eh. Oh, oh, you got the bombs. Oh, yeah, good. Here, here's some rupees. Yeah, thank you. Bye. I just want an episode where Link's carrying a chicken around the town randomly. Those that people. But I could probably uh, see this, like, being a... If it goes darker than normal, I could see this being a quasi-Game of Thrones type uh, series. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see. I, that's kind of what I was thinking. More of a like a family friendly Game of Thrones. Yeah, like you know, they're not going to go rated R with this. I doubt they'll go PG thirteen. They're definitely not going to go Game of Thrones. <laughs> rated R violence. Yeah, yeah. boobs, gore, yeah. floppy dicks everywhere. Oh my god! But in, in every god. other episode, uh, Zelda gets freaked fucked by Ganondorf. Oh Lush god! Zelda X X X. Anyway, <laughs> no, that's probably already a thing. But let's God, uh, please don't search that. We have some other things to talk about. Uh, another big thing that kind of came out uh, today, and I actually had it already in the, the topic as the big controversy over the last week uh, was, uh, you know, the Order eighteen eighty six a YouTube video came out with the entire game allegedly, mm-hmm. um, and the, the like. The guy did a whole playthrough of the game, and it came out in about five and a half hours. And this whole controversy broke out on on Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere about does game length matter. Well, and that was kind of something we were going to discuss this week. And then today, the reviews for Order 1886 came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is being... And it's going to be kind of a combination of both... Of the, this conversation is going to be a combination of both of those things. Video game length. And the Order 1886 reviews, which um, have been bad to mediocre. We're seeing... A, I'm seeing a lot of... Basically, on a scale of 10, we're seeing a lot of 5 to 7.5. 7.5 um, definitely being the highest of this rating. Yeah, 7.5. As far as the big sites go, I mean, look on Metacritic, you're seeing a lot of 92s and 83s, but you look at the site and you're like, I've never PlayStation heard of you PlayStation Fanboy 44. Yeah, it's just random you know websites. But um, I guess we'll, we'll kind of jump into more of, I guess, I want to discuss more of the, the game length part with you guys. It's like, to you, does that, like, a $60 title being 5 hours or 50 hours, how much of a difference does the length of the game make it make uh, make to you? I'll let uh, Jack go first on this one. All right. Okay. As opposed to like say other types of uh, like games that I have bought at sixty dollars and stuff, but uh, for in this aspect, I really think it does matter to a certain extent. Like for example, if you're gonna play a specific type of a game, I'm just gonna say maybe like a sports game. And sometimes the sports games, they could last a bit, like a long while, especially if you got to go to a franchise mode, take your player through this or that, or even like, say, a big RPG like a Fallout or something like that, where you go into this expansive world, you're going to level up your characters, do this build, do that build, and stuff. I feel, in that aspect, that is worth my $60, because I spent this, 
I'm getting like about 40 or 50 hours out of this experience, and quintessentially, I'm enjoying myself doing so. But then again, mm-hmm. I'm at this crossroads, though, where it's like I have spent money, say, like, say $20 and say, like, a two-hour game, like, say, like, Journey. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being one of the best experiences I played during the last generation. But personally, when I go and buy games and stuff, if it's, like, only a couple of hours, I really want to make sure that it's replayable. Because if yep. it's only five hours and I think it's absolute crap, there is no way that I'm going to go ahead and invest $50. Um, or $50. $60. I would probably buy maybe a discount or possibly just to try to try it out, maybe a rental. But long story short, and I know I'm long-winded when I say this, I would rather just spend my money on a game I know I'm going to get the most out of. It doesn't matter the length, it doesn't matter the time, but in this case and scenario, with like the Order 1886, I think I might just wait for a price drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what about you, Jake? I'll say, I'm I'm in the opposite of what Jack said, like, game length, to an extent, yeah, it does matter, but, and replayability, but you, like, we were just talking earlier, before we were recording, and I was playing Tetris. Yep. That game can last 10 seconds or 50 hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the time it's the f- first. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I was just playing uh, Dying Light. That game probably had, I want to say, oh, damn it, I'm going to try to dip it into it. I want to say we played for probably 15 hours and I just beat it. A few minutes ago. Wow. Yeah, and that game, you could go through this. We, most of the time, we were just running around killing zombies. That game's story was pretty short. And it really wasn't that great. But And the thing with Destiny is gameplay, or gameplay matters. And if Or 1886 has a four-hour campaign and $60, I'd equate that to a movie where you go into a movie, you pay... Say, you buy a movie, pay 20 bucks for it, you get, what, an hour and a half to two hours at a time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd probably quit that buying three movies. Okay, I got six hours worth of enjoyment, and I paid six bucks. I just bought three movies. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from right there. That's that's really, like, uh, that's fair. That's a fair way, I think. Tyler, yeah. what do you think? Um, For me, it's... Game length doesn't really matter. I, I look at... It it doesn't like I look at some of my favorite games of last year like a Child of Light or a Valiant Hearts, the the campaigns are you know four to five to six seven hours, um, but if I you know the the fifteen dollar price point was perfect for them. I paid a full sixty bucks for them. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think my opinion of them would be different, um, but for the most part, as far as sixty dollar titles go, they, do they make? Do I want to spend sixty dollars on a title and have an hour and a half, two hour campaign? No, obviously that. I mean, that's an extreme case. We don't see that often. But as far as like an average game, to me, it's more about the experience. Mm, didn't you um, do that with Ground Zeroes? It was like forty dollars. You pay for it was like twenty dollars, thirty. To... It was it was twenty dollars, but it was it was it was a little over an hour. Um, but I mean, to me, that's the, the fanboy in me of Metal Gear Solid will accept that. <laughs> um, and I said that in my review. It's it's a fanboy thing. It's not a 
It's not. This is a great game. You should definitely go pay ten dollars for it for two hours yeah, of gameplay. It's but definitely the game that should have been a demo. Things in my opinion, be said. but that's just me. Oh, it was. It should have been just like a free it demo, a demo, dude. <laughs> it should have just been a free demo. Yeah. Or in the yep. game, um, but I'm pretty sure it was in the game. They just took it out and sold that's it. That's probably yeah. more likely. Um, but going back to this, to me though, I'm there's games I played that like I um, I was talking to. Uh, Jake, for the for the show about Dragon Age Inquisition, I put thirty seven hours into it, and I honestly maybe and I I got I got sick of it because I I got thirty seven hours of it, but I would say maybe half of it was actually real enjoyment, and the other half was just mindless getting to the next boring. enjoyment. Yeah, it was just doing the monotonous crap that I hated to do with the grinding and the fetch quest to get to the fun stuff, and that sucked. And I stopped playing it, and I have no interest going back into it. Um, but at the same time, there's there's games where I mean, like a Wolfenstein, or um, you know, where I it was a ten twelve hour campaign, um, and that's all I got out of it is pure single player. But I had a blast with it, oh, or like yeah. a Bayonetta. Uh, it was I put ten hours into it, and I had a blast with it. But and for me, Call of Duty five hour campaign. Oh yeah, and also and also for me <laughs> yeah. as well. You I mean, know, with last year and even the year, yeah, and even like the year before and stuff with the Pokemon games. Pokemon Y, I've spent like about two hundred mm-hmm. something hours, like two hundred forty something, almost two hundred fifty. And you beat the entire campaign in twenty twenty eight <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Not twenty eight minutes, but I know you're joking about that. But like twenty four hours, and the rest of that time is spent like just going through, just choosing different Pokemon, choosing things, doing this and doing that and stuff. But uh, anyway, th- yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I know where both of you guys are coming from and stuff because I do have my favorite games that I do love to go back and play through. But uh, I think in this general, this general stance though, in this day and age and stuff, I see a lot of the games that are presented at sixty dollars now, and oftentimes they're not. I have to generally wait for a price reduction, considering I am not really interested in what they present currently at the moment you know yep. because there's there's just been a lot of games so far that have released this generation in particular which they promised the moon and it just seems like they just don't deliver in aspects that i want oh okay. let's go through a quick list uh M- master chief collection yep uh, broken broken assassin's yep. creed assassin's broken. Creed broken far cry 4 it's far cry 3 uh, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, recollection, recollection, collection, collection, HD collection, HD fooled you. <laughs> same graphics collection. Yeah, yeah. basically, Sleeping yeah. Dogs Definitive Edition fooled you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when I were getting Dark Siders two edition, but to me, this if we want to jump into that conversation, I'll, I'll okay. say real quick with Order eighteen eighty six. Um, I have I put all the money down. I pre ordered it. Um, the reviews, I mean, we talked about this before, I think, on, like, a bonus content about re- reviews, do they matter to us? Um, and just the reviews, I mean, when you used to see across the board, media, at best, mediocre, and the people I, I listen to when it comes to reviews are saying it's just boring or it's okay, um, I, I'm going to go get my money back. I'm not going to buy this game, at least at $60. If I can rent it, I will. If I can get it for 30 bucks, I will. Um, but... Kind of going into this, I feel like we have this conversation, um, not only on this podcast, but just in general. Um, every couple months, it, it's just, it's a, it's an upsetting conversation, but really, you look at it, as far as, the, the, mm. the console's been out for over a year now, and what great game have we gotten that you can't get on 360 or PS3, 
on the X on the PS4 and Xbox One. Give me one what? second. Okay, because I, I I'm everyone I'm thinking of I'm I'm gonna name some off. Infamous yep. Second Son, it was okay. Titanfall, was. Flash in the Pan. Uh, <laughs> there isn't a lot. I mean, Assassin's Creed Unity broken. Master Chief Collection, like we said, broken. I what? mean, got it. Who dying, dying light? That's on 360 and PS3, isn't nope. it? Nope. Xbox One, PS4, Windows. Hmm. Okay, but I mean that's the, it's getting. But I'm I'm talking about like just killer reviews. Everybody's raving about right, this. Steam, not we out haven't of got 10. that yet. Metacritic, 3.5 out of 5. IGN, 8.5 out of 10. GameStop, so you can make the argument that that's actually one of the first. Yeah, I'm talking like big smashes and stuff like that that's for the, the PS4 one, yeah. and the Xbox One, like dipping out of the Xbox 360 and PS3 stuff not being like a cross-gen thing this is actually like a new franchise on its or own. a reboot or but we haven't got but i'm talking about we haven't got that gears of war yet that gears of war you know, style is not what, essentially what uh no i mean i'm talking about that that type of game that just kind of the like, launch oh, title broke all the consoles. Oh, that's I why we bought like a mass like i a understand mass effect called we haven't got the game changer yet we have not seen that and we're a year and a half in i mean dead rising far, 3 was good at launch yeah, it was. I mean, we got some good quality games, but I mean, nothing has been like a system seller yet. I don't hmm. think, and it, it it sucks. You know, it's like I, I think Jake said it before the podcast once again. Like, I it sucks being an early adopter, and that's what we were. All of us were, and I mean, we're we're playing fun games, but we could have played these fun games in our three sixty PS three. God, there was a joke that there was a joke that Europe did said. It's like, hey, America, thank you for beta testing our hardware. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, to me, like, the best game I've played that you can't get on a PS3 or on 360 is Outlast. Like, outside of the Wii U and 3DS, that's been my favorite game on, like, the, the PS4. My gosh. I think you can get Outlast on the 360. Yeah, you can, I think. It, I think it came out... Is it now? It, it wasn't... Well, I mean, I mean hmm. well, then never mind. Then there's nothing. <laughs> well, you know what? I, but It would have I, to be Charles Fusion, but Charles Fusion... Came it's out on everything. With, came out on well, everything. Well, you know what? Yeah. It's like, what I'm There's really this. kind of excited about, even though this does come out on the PS3 as well, I believe one of the big, one of the bigger hits of this year, but later on in the year, is going to be Persona 5 because of the way, like, uh, how, say, traditional, like, Japanese RPGs and stuff like that do tend to not really last too long in the guideline stuff, but this one looks pretty different from what uh, the trailers have been initially showing of it. The you know the I I know this is not really too much to say though but the menu designs everything else looks like really snazzy really like something from like the nineteen seventy type of style for like uh, certain animation stuff let's say like Lupin the Third like just those type of different like type of anime style but here's the thing I feel like that's gonna be one of the hits that's gonna be introduced this year which's going to have people maybe buying systems, obviously others being, say, like, Uncharted 4, maybe Batman Arkham Knight or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's really at that time where it's just really hard to tell, you know? I mean, we didn't know that last generation, a game like Gears of War would come out of nowhere and basically, like, almost reinvent a lot of the third-person, like, shooter aspects, you know? Well, we'll see. No, you have to think about that, because Epic... They were huge with yes. Unreal Tournament. Yes, they on PC. were. Yeah, they had that. They had that shooting mechanic down. They had their engine. They, they that Gears of War is probably what they're most known for. Yeah, you know? but yeah. 
or to console gamers anyway, but Team Fortress, they had that solid ground. They had that ground covered In terms already. of console-wise, though, I mean, that, that was just kind of a new concept, like, say, on the certain gaming consoles. Yeah, that was, but that was a big, first big system seller, but, yeah, it's just, it, it really has been a disappointing year, you know, the first, what, 16 months that it's been out. Um, I mean, Blood, I guess Blood, Bloodborne is coming out in April. Uh the Witcher comes out, I believe, oh, in May. Oh yeah, Witcher we got three. Batman. We got Batman in June. Yeah, so those I think are going to be the next big ones. Where as far as you know, I got I, some high hopes for Witcher three. Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So let's you know let's hope those games uh, work out and they come out and they're not they're good. Like the Order eighteen eighty six, at least it's not broken, guys. <laughs> just uh, it's, it's not a good game. Yeah, the only thing I'm really saying is like, oh, if they went movie route, it was like. Uh, didn't what isn't that what happened to Metal Gear Solid and everyone loved that damn game? There were certain aspects well, of Metal Gear yeah. Solid though that did appeal too. I mean, it wasn't just the story aspects though, but at its time, it's backed up with good gameplay though. I mean, and as far as I could tell, it's it's the Order eighteen eighty six isn't backed up with good gameplay. It's it's a media it's a good, mediocre to bad story with mediocre to bad thing, gameplay. There's a lot of games nowadays that the story is fucking terrible. All of Destiny. Dying light heads, yeah, but okay if you can if you can have great gameplay to back it up, and you, you can get of course you know the differences you know between the order eighteen eighty six and then you have Metal Gear Solid. It's like one of them dedicated third person shooter, the other stealth action, you know, with some shooting elements, but it's not like really the focus. But uh, mm-hmm. you know what? They are kind of like cinnamon, like cinematic, you know, time, yeah, cinematic type cinematic. of like uh, games in a way because they do focus a lot on the cutscenes. I know personally, I was viewing a lot of the walkthrough stuff for like the Order 1886. I think I've watched at least the first hour and a half, considering like what's been posted on YouTube by the various person. You're about halfway through halfway the game. Halfway through the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Go on. But uh, from what I've seen, it doesn't look so bad so far. I've been able to keep tabs with things. The game obviously looks good. I mean, hell, it's from Sony, like what, Santa Monica? No, yeah. Ready at Dawn. Ready, uh, at ready, at, ready at dawn. Yeah. So they they were basically known for the PSP God of War games. I thought, I think, mm-hmm. but yeah, they made the. I believe they, that's what they're though. <laughs> the game looks pretty good, I think, but at the same time, I just need to watch a little bit more of it too because it seems interesting from what I've watched though. But uh, the gameplay wise, just seems kind of a dull so far. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not 100% out on this game. I still, I'm intrigued enough to play it. I just, not $60 yeah. intrigued to play it. But um, we just, compa- we, we've been comparing Metal Gear Solid to Order 1886. <laughs> I'm getting upset. So let's um, go ahead and wrap the show. Uh, I'm glad that I played it, that little seed in there. Yeah, let's wrap the show up before I get a ticket to Tennessee and Washington State <laughs> and murder my co-host. So Bring it. Uh, <laughs> Let's let's go ahead and jump into our and before, of the week, Jake. And before Woody, we do that, let's Jack, compare Pokemon to Metal Gear Solid. No, <laughs> I'm I'm more okay with that. With that, compare that Yu Gi Oh to Metal Gear Solid. I, I can. I can <laughs> Jack, I will fucking stab you. Jack, in the heart. do uh, Revolver Ocelot. You've activated my trap card. <laughs> oh, God, no! It's like all of a sudden you have Revolver Ocelot with a barrel behind the door card. It's like some sort of golden fucking gun. <laughs> Oh, right, I'm uh, such a Yu-Gi-Oh Jack, uh, can I have a request? What? Johnny Nitro, John Morrison, that guy. Oh, Johnny Nitro. 
you know what? Yeah, we'll do the we'll do the tag team Eminem because, well, because of them consisting of uh, Johnny Nitro, obviously, and uh, Joey Mercury. Plus, they had their little like uh, they had their manager Molina. Molina. You know that tag team was actually pretty interesting. I mean, initially they didn't really have that uh, great of a beginning for the tag team, but they did have a lot of decent moves and stuff. But more or less, I know them basically from. The one match they had with the Hardys, which ended up with Joey Mercury's face getting pretty much broken open, his nose, because of that friggin' ladder yeah. accident. <laughs> which, if you see it now, it's like, it, you just yeah. you just know it's bad, because it hits him right in the face, and there's, like, blood spurting, like, everywhere and stuff. It was not pretty in the least, and he had to have facial reconstruction surgery on that damn nose of his. Which, you know, it's kind of hilarious just seeing yeah. him out now. <laughs> But, uh... Yes. Yep. J&J Security, baby. But there has to have been a reason why Knuckles, like Jake or something, requested this. <laughs> yeah, there is. Because my trivia yeah. of the week... Oh, snap. <laughs> evol- revolves around John Hennigan, mm-hmm. which play, which is John Morrison, Johnny Nacho. Johnny Mundo. Yeah. There's, he has a lot of more... He has a lot of fucking titles. Yep. Um, and... Well, I was watch, going back and watching Video Game High School, yeah. Season 3. And he makes uh, an appearance oh, really? on the show. Hmm. Yeah, it's like... Uh, it'll pan. They're in the office setting. It'll pan. It's like, what do we do? It's like, how are we going to handle this? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> and that, he, just, he just hits the table. It's like, really adamant. It's like, we're gonna, how are we going to handle this? And I know that's gonna. I gotta check my audio, see how well that came in. You might just, you might just broke the show. <laughs> All I just yeah. saw was his camera just shaking. You might, you might need to, <laughs> you might need to actually uh, adjust that in post. But when um, I'm not George Lucas, I don't <laughs> fix shit in post. He just adds more. Yeah, I'll fix it when you record when you're editing. Sorry, my bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do that. That's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, in the behind the scenes, he's like. One of the main characters uh, is like, all right, it wasn't my day to come in, and uh, I came down here because God texted me. He's like, Johnny Nitro is here nah. on set. And he's like a huge wrestling fan. He's like, you know, when someone tells you a huge WWE superstar, one of your idols is here, you get out of bed, even if you're sore, you come down here yep. and meet him. Mm-hmm. And, um,. When he, when he was asked a question, it's like, what was his favorite ring name? He goes, uh, my favorite name would probably my, be my John Hennigan. Because it's the only one WWE doesn't <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and that's the trivia of the week. Kind of wrestling related. Very nice. Alright, so I think I recovered from the Order 1886 Solid uh, comparison. Um... <laughs> But if you guys want to hear more of us or talk to us at all, we are on the Twitter at GenGamingNet. Uh, also on Facebook, Generation Gaming, we have a page and a group. Uh, we are also on YouTube, uh, YouTube GenGamingNet, and also on Twitch under the same name, GenGamingNet. Yeah, yeah, no spaces. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you you YouTube said now? YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I? YouTube. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful day. Uh, sorry. 
Um, now I'm pissed off that YouTube put, and Apple put that shit on my fucking iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Uh, but, uh, no, we are on, like, like I mentioned, we are on YouTube, not on YouTube. Um, if, can if I be on are, Bono? No, Jack is Bono. <laughs> I said, can um, I be on Bono? That, you can be on Jack <laughs> all you want, that's fine. Um, but like I said, we are on YouTube. We do, um, we are doing some, uh, exclusive content for that, for our YouTube page, Gen Gaming Nets. Uh, we are about to record some bonus content. Are we? Because, uh, yes. Uh, as long as somebody doesn't we... stop recording yeah. after this. <laughs> hey, yes. my stopping recording did not prevent me from recording that shit. So okay. Don't even okay. talk okay. shit, okay. alright? Okay. Mister, I... Oh, I was supposed to be recording? <laughs> what? Anyways, so... The... Anyway, we've had issues the last couple weeks where uh, we didn't have anything a couple weeks ago. Then last week there was miscommunication uh, between bonus content and uh, recording. So uh, this week we are recording. We are on the same schedule. We've all agreed to it. We have a topic. We're going to do it now. I was Tyler, your host. I was the Jack of Hearts. Thank you. And I'm interrupting Orange. Or annoying, whatever the hell. I'm fucked up. <laughs> Alright, guys. We will talk to you next week unless you're about to listen to our YouTube uh, bonus content. Uh, bye. Yeah. GG, everyone. Good Alan.